This is the Get a Game Plan podcast hosted by the Louisiana Governor's Office of Homeland Security and Emergency Preparedness, or GOSEP. I'm Mike Steele, the Communications Director for GOSEP. Thank you for joining us. We are back in the studio after a few delays due to recent weather events and the threat of severe weather, which we will discuss further in a few moments and due to the vaccination rollout for Louisiana. Lauren Nash, Warning Coordination Meteorologist for the National Weather Service New Orleans Baton Rouge office, will join us to talk about the recent weather pattern we've seen across the south this spring and will also take an early look at the upcoming hurricane season. Now for today's preparedness tip. GOSEP is one of many state agencies encouraging everyone to get the COVID-19 vaccine. There are a number of programs being run across the state by LDH and our local partners. In East Baton Rouge Parish, there is even transportation help for getting you to a vaccination site. Anyone in East Baton Rouge Parish who needs transportation to and from the COVID-19 vaccination sites can use the Uber promo code 10 MVBRLA for a free Uber ride. You must have the promo code and quantities are limited. The code again is 10MVBRLA. That's today's preparedness tip. Moving on to our first interview, many of you in Louisiana and across the South may have noticed our active spring weather pattern, but the numbers may surprise some of us. I know they did uh, for myself when we started looking at this. Lauren Nash with the National Weather Service joins us now to break down our spring numbers. Lauren, how are you? Hey, you're doing very well. Thank you. So when we first started trying to put this particular podcast together, some of the things that we looked at were uh, our active or what we thought was an active uh, spring weather uh, pattern. But but you said the numbers really don't indicate uh, that's the case this year. Can you kind of help us with that? Yeah, um, I think it, it looks like we've had an active year and we've had a lot of what I'm just going to call weather. You know, we've had some thunderstorms. We've had a lot of rain. We've had some flash flooding. We've seen some tornado warnings and some severe thunderstorm warnings. So on the surface, it has been active. But when you actually step down and look at how many tornadoes we've had this year and how many severe wind reports we've had this year and even just in the month of April, the numbers, they're not quite there. So while we're getting a lot of thunderstorms. We're not always getting a lot of damage, is, is that a, is that, which is okay. You know, we don't want things to be damaged. But I think that's probably the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. And what about, uh, you know, as far as the region, like when you take a look at the south, is are, are we where we typically are this time of year? We're a little bit behind. Um, and I say that in terms of from the state, you know, we are behind from number of tornadoes and wind reports. But if you just take a real quick look at, let's just talk tornadoes, for example, if you look at tornadoes across the whole country right now, um, this year we've had about 340 tornado reports. Now, that doesn't mean 340 tornadoes because somebody could issue a storm report 
multiple times for one tornado. Mm -hmm. But in comparison to this time last year, the entire country had closer to 900. Wow. So even as a country, we're, we're low on tornado reports this year. And again, that's okay. But I think we're just, we're seeing a lot of storms. We're just not necessarily seeing the tornadoes or the severe storms that we would normally see. You know, one thing we always take a look at too in emergency preparedness is, uh, you know, the notifications for people. So uh, we always kind of wonder, you know, are there more things happening? Are people just more aware of them now because we have more technology and, and resources available? Uh, do you all ever see any kind of pattern with that? Or, or do you have discussions about that? We haven't, but I think you're probably onto something. Um, you know, the Storm Prediction Center outlooks are way more used and way more public than they were 10 years ago. Um, just your neighbor across the street might even know, hey, we have a moderate risk today. Like they might actually know what that means mm -hmm. when a few years ago that wasn't the case. And like what you said, 10 years ago, we didn't have apps, you know, weather apps that sent you push alerts for every severe thunderstorm warning. And now we do. So you're right. I think some of it is an awareness where we're seeing these warnings more. We're seeing these outlooks more. Um, so I think warning-wise, we're probably pretty close to where we usually are, um, and I could run through those numbers really quick. I just don't think we're getting the severe storms we're getting. Um, now, whether that's because we don't know they're happening, you know, if nobody calls us and tells us there's a tree down, we don't know a tree fell. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe part of it's we just don't know it's happening, but we're just not getting the reports this year that we normally do. Yeah. And, and if you could talk to us about some of the communication methods you guys use. Like I know, you know, I follow all of our National Weather Service offices, uh, social media accounts. But what are some of the things that you guys offer to the public to make them aware, you know, when we see these, you know, fronts and, and different weather systems move across the state? Mm -hmm. So, you know, we do have, you know, we have a storm prediction center that does severe weather, but we post those outlooks, too, on our website and on our social media sites. Um, we do have NOAA Weather Radio, which I will always say is the, the best way, especially at night, to get your warnings. Because you may not have good cell phone coverage, so you may not get that alert, but you likely are going to have radio coverage till, still. So the weather radio is great for tornado warnings, severe thunderstorm warnings, um, anything at night. Everything else, we tend to push to what we call third-party applications. So usually every parish will have their own alert system. So, for example, I live in New Orleans, so I sign up for the NOLA Ready Alerts, and they send me text messages when there's a warning or an advisory that's out for my area. So it's really important to find out what someone's individual parish uses and sign up for that. And that's really what we rely on to get our warnings out to people in real time on their phones. That's good to know. And and we stress that all the time. You know, some uh, local parishes, uh, emergency preparedness offices may have a little more uh, technology available and those different type things, but there's a lot available even in, in just about every region of the state. So we always encourage people to go to their, mm -hmm. their local officials and, and look for those resources that may be available. That's definitely good advice. Um, while we have you here, uh, you know, we are approaching the start of the 2021 hurricane season. Are, are there any things that we can look at to indicate what type of year we may be having this year when it comes to hurricane season? Sure. Um, our official, quote unquote, National Weather Service forecast for the hurricane season will come out May 20th. Um, right now, you know, some of you have may seen the Colorado State has come out with a forecast and they've said it's going to be slightly above normal 
And it looks like there are some indications showing that. One thing we hear a lot is La Nina, El Nino. It's kind of become a buzzword over the last few years. La Nina tends to give us more active hurricane seasons because there's less wind shear in the Atlantic to tear those hurricanes apart. So we were in a strong La Nina last year. And we're going to be coming into more of a neutral, so I'll call it a weaker La Nina for 2021. So the forecast is above normal, not as above normal, quote unquote, as it was for 2020. But what's important is these seasonal numbers, they don't tell you anything about landfalls. Mm -hmm. So we could have seven storms go into Florida or North Carolina this year and get zero in Louisiana. Now, obviously, the chances of us getting zero in Louisiana is, is fairly, fairly low. So I always tell people it really doesn't matter what these seasonal averages say because it only takes one. Right. It could we could be predicting a below normal season, but if a cat five hits you, it's a bad season. That's absolutely so it's always, right. Right. So it's always important to prepare ahead of time. You know, make sure your documents are done. Make sure your hurricane kits are ready to go. You don't want to be doing that while everybody else is doing that two days before the storm. Yeah, and we're hoping that anybody, basically anybody living along the Gulf Coast, you know, we still have a lot of hurricane recovery from 2020 going on right now and the information you shared is is great advice because you know you could have severe weather with these fronts you know moving across the state this time of year we could have uh you know an above average hurricane season so there's so many things to prepare for so you know constantly do a check of those uh emergency supplies you know check that inventory make sure you have everything ready and and again check these resources that we're talking about today to make sure you're uh, aware of any potential threat we may face um exactly lauren kind of moving on as far as your office is concerned anything uh big coming up that we need to look out for or or any um you know, information for the public that they need to be aware of? Um, I would say a couple things coming up. You know, for one, we don't have, we're never going to use Greek letter names again. So after some of the confusion last year, we, the World Meteorological Organization decided never to go back to Greek numbers, the Greek, Greek names. So after, if we happen to go through the alphabet again, we'll actually just start over from A with another list of names. Um, I think that's, one of the big things we might, hopefully we don't see this year, but if it does come up this year, we won't see any of those Greek names. The only other thing that's kind of big coming up over the next couple months, um, as you know, you get tornado warnings to your cell phones through the wireless emergency alerts. You also get hurricane warnings and storm surge warnings. We are going to be adding severe thunderstorm warning in July. You won't get every severe thunderstorm warning. It will be what we consider kind of a higher tier of severe thunderstorm warning. So right now we issue those at 58 mile per hour gust or quarter size hail. That's when we would issue a warning. Now, if we tag a warning with 80 mile per hour wind gust and two inch or larger hail, that warning is now going to start alerting people's cell phones starting in July. So I think that's, wow. that's huge. So it, it will be both of those situations, not one or the other? One or the other. You're right. That was a good good clarification. So we can see 80-mile-per-hour winds without hail, which is similar to what happened in Iowa last mm. year with the derecho. Mm -hmm. um, or it could just be a storm with two-inch or larger hail. So if either one of those conditions are met, 
you'll now get an alert on your cell phone saying you're in a severe thunderstorm warning. Gotcha. So if you get that alert, hunker down, I guess. Yeah. Thank you. That's that's good information. We appreciate your time today, and uh, and thank you uh, for taking time out with us. Again, the National Weather Service New Orleans Baton Rouge office is one of four that cover Louisiana. We also have the National Weather Service Jackson out of Mississippi that covers northeast Louisiana, uh, National Weather Service Shreveport, National Weather Service Lake Charles. Lauren and her team, along with the the uh, employees at these other locations, do a great job of pushing information out on social media. So they all have Twitter, Facebook accounts you can you can look up. So we highly encourage everyone uh, to take advantage of those resources and and stay well informed. Lauren, any last thoughts as we uh, end the interview? I think we've covered a lot of things today. I think you know my thing. I always talk about what you said earlier is you know always keep a go kit ready to go. Um, just make sure it's always updated. You don't know when um, a tornado may strike or when a hurricane may be coming. So just always be prepared, be weather aware, and know what to do if warnings are issued. Absolutely. People always, you know, it's really easy to take uh, batteries and bottled water and some of your other key uh, supplies out of those kits. So make sure they they stay restocked throughout the year. Lauren, thank you very much. We appreciate your time. Thank you so much. We'd like to offer information on emergency preparedness resources now available for you. This particular resource focuses on a certain region of the state. The Mayor's Office of Homeland Security and Emergency Preparedness for Orleans Parish already sends out a wealth of information through its NOLA Ready campaign. Now that campaign is being enhanced to improve public safety. In May 2021, NOLA Ready will be powered by Rave Alerts instead of Everbridge, the former vendor. With Rave, you can sign up for NOLA Ready Alerts and at the same time create a smart 911 profile so that 911 operators and first responders can better help you during an emergency. You're encouraged to create a new profile as soon as possible. When you create a profile, you can choose what kind of alerts you would like to receive. That includes emergency alerts, including severe weather, boil water advisories, hazardous material incidents, public safety incidents, and storm preparedness. You can also receive COVID updates, including information on vaccines, restrictions, and resources, road work alerts, including when work will require major closures, water shutoffs, or other significant impacts, Mardi Gras updates, and special event and traffic updates, including for marathons, races, second lines, and other festivals throughout the year. Plus, with RAVE, you can simultaneously subscribe to alerts from the Governor's Office, Louisiana Department of Health, and other state agencies. To sign up, go to ready.nola.gov backslash alerts for more information. That's ready.nola.gov backslash alerts. That's today's resource tip. Thank you for joining us for our Get a Game Plan podcast. Please encourage others to share this resource and subscribe. We want to thank Lauren Nash with the National Weather Service for joining us today. Don't forget to check out the resources we mentioned today to help you stay informed and finalize your emergency plans. Find more information on that process at getagameplan.org. 
We also want to thank the Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency, or LOPA, for use of their studio. Sign up to be an organ donor today. Find out more at DonateLifeLA.org. They also have a great podcast titled The Gifted Life Podcast. For more on the topics we talked about today and more information on emergency preparedness, don't forget to follow GOSEP on Facebook and Twitter. Remember, get a game plan. On behalf of the staff at GOSEP, thanks for joining us. We'll have a new episode available next month. This podcast is produced in partnership with LOPA and the Gifted Life Podcast. Find out more about organ, eye, and tissue donation by listening to the Gifted Life Podcast at thegiftedlife.org or download it from your favorite podcast app.